So there's a little bit of swearing in this episode. Just want to give you a heads up. Yeah, it's from Dude to Dad. You're back. We're back. I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. We are going to talk today about preparing for the trip to the hospital. We're going to talk about pre-registering, getting familiar with where you need to go, uh, making a plan for what's going to happen the day of, and then we're going to talk about your go bag, what you need in your go bag when you go to the hospital. So, Chris, with for myself and my wife, we did so much work on the front end because we knew that once my wife went into labor, that things were going to be going fast and furious. And what we did not want to do is show up at the hospital and then be met with, okay, well, here, fill out these forms, fill out these forms, because there's a ton of stuff you need to fill out and you have to give them insurance. And you do not want to be doing that when you're wife is you know about ready when she's starting to crown in the lobby because you're filling out paperwork because you didn't plan ahead you don't want to be that that couple no so um, well did you did you do this yeah, Chris, yeah when, actually when your kids yeah came? we did and in fact we actually did tours of different hospitals to figure out which one we wanted to actually go with um you know to to deliver so uh that made a huge different for us difference for us and of course you know doing every, once we made our decision having everything pre-registered was just a no-brainer and the hospital will pretty much insist it because they know what's better for you um but it, it just saves time stress and um you know now that when that day comes you can just focus on your wife and making sure that she's comfortable and and everything is set to go we did not have choice of well i guess we sort of did but the the uh, ob that my wife went to he delivered at a specific hospital that was like a stone's throw from his office and that was the hospital we wanted to go to we had done some research we didn't take actual tours like you did um, of multiple hospitals but we did do research online we're like oh we kind of like that one and as luck would have it it was one that was uh that her ob uh delivered at. So we were we were uh, we were really happy about that. But you want to make sure that you are pre-registering. Let's talk about pre-registration for a minute. So when you go to the hospital, it's not like you're checking into a hotel where you're like, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Bob and this is my wife and we're having a baby, so let us in." No, they Can I get the suite on a- the 5th floor, please? <laughs> yes, yes. They they need to be they need to be planning ahead for you. They need to know that you are coming. They need to know what insurance you have because that helps them prepare for taking care of you. And they are and that is not just something they're able to pop into a computer and it's going to immediately tell them what you are have at your access and what things are going to cost. And that's the other thing. the The reason you want to pre register is that they will then contact your insurance company and they will get everything worked out and then that gives them plenty of time to then come back to you and say okay we worked this out with the insurance company here's what your costs are going to be this is your out of pocket this is what you are you know for you to come in our doors this is what it's going to cost and they will it does not matter if your wife is screaming her head off and she's about to have a child right there as you're rolling in or not they they will 
They want to get your money as soon as possible. So getting a lot of this taken care of at the beginning is is key. And the paperwork, you can typically go onto their website. I would suggest calling somebody, calling somebody at the hospital and saying, you know, we're getting ready to have, and this was, this was my job because my wife had a pl- plenty of other things to worry about when she was pregnant. So I contacted the hospital. And I just said, you know, my wife is, uh, she's due in about three months. And, um, and that's when I would suggest doing this is during the second trimester. And what do I need to do? And she directed me to a place on the website and it was very clear as day. You print these, these forms out and you can fill them out online and email them back to us, or you can print them out and fill them out and drop them off in person. I went the drop off in person route for two reasons. One, I wanted to make sure that this got into somebody's hands and that it wasn't just going to get lost somewhere. So that was one. And then two, I wanted to myself without my wife there, and we did this later and I'll get to it in a minute, but I wanted to know exactly, okay, this is where I need to park. This is where I need to get out of the car. If there's an issue with uh, her being admitted, this is where their uh, basically their admissions office is, which was nowhere close to where you go when you're about to have a baby. So I just wanted to kind of familiarize myself, and I'm just that way. I wanted to just knock all this out. So trust me, guys. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Get this done in the second trimester. You do not want this hanging over your head, and you do not want to be caught by surprise when you find out that something is may not be covered by your insurance. You know, Brian, it's it's funny you mentioned about like figuring out a place to park because that literally was one of my biggest issues when it came time for our oldest son to come. And I dropped my wife off at, you know, the entrance to the hospital. And I'm like, okay, I'll be back in a little bit. And then I was like, damn it, why can't I get valet? We're in LA, you know, and it wasn't available at the time. <laughs> hey, but, hey. you know, it, it's just those little things that you don't think about can create a lot of panic and stress. And you just want to eliminate as much stress. That's why we're going over this ahead of time. And hopefully, you know, you will um, take these tips to heart and um, see how much they'll make a difference for you. That that brings up a good point. When I went to go uh, do my initial scout out, there was a a parking lot that was right in front of the front door, right where you needed to be. However, it was a very small parking lot. And do not assume, no matter what time of day or night you're going there, that that parking lot is going to be open. So the overflow parking was a long, long way. And to Chris's point, if you're dropping your wife off and you say, I will be back in a minute, and you go to where you think you can park, you need to know where you're going next because if that's full and you're having to park somewhere far away, that's not going to be your your wife is not going to be too happy when you're gone for 15 or 20 exactly. minutes because that parking lot was nowhere <laughs> nowhere close to the entrance. It was a it was a hike. So uh, so yeah, getting getting the uh, the uh, the parking down is is definitely key. Also, thinking about what what's going what happens in your home on a daily basis that is going to need to be taken care of. You're probably going to be gone for a minimum of two days or two nights. And if your wife is having a C-section, maybe even longer, do you have pets? Are you going to board them? Are they going to stay at home? If they're going to stay at home, is someone going to feed them? Are you stocked up on food? Is the person that's going to feed your dog have a key? These are things, again, you want to think about in advance and line up these, these caretakers of your home. Are there things 
that happen in your house that need to be taken care of while you're gone. Or deliveries that are coming, mail and things like that to make it seem like you are home so that, you know, everything isn't just piling out up front. Yeah, the newspaper, if who gets newspapers anymore, but if you get a newspaper or your mail, yeah, things that may tell the world that, uh, oh, wow, this person, look, there's four newspapers in their driveway and there's six Amazon boxes on their at their front doorstep. Um, that's another thing is planning out your, uh, your, your shipping. If you're ordering things from Amazon, maybe just be mindful of, okay, I'm getting ready to order this and we are having an induced labor two days from now. Maybe I wait to order that thing. Or have it delivered to a neighbor or somebody that you know that you can trust, so it's not sitting there um, on on the uh, on the front doorstep. Yeah. You know, Brian. Now, uh, moving on from that, thinking about the day that you're going and what you need to bring with you, and packing that bag ahead of time, because I've been guilty twice of not doing that. And when it comes time to go, you've got to just desperately throw anything you could think of into a bag and run. So having that prepared ahead of time for like changes of clothes, toothpaste, deodorant, all that stuff for yourself. Um, Get it done because I didn't and I paid for it. (laughs) So let's talk about what to put in that bag. And these are things you're having to think about. Um, Ideally, you're doing this with with your wife and she is packing the things that she needs and then you're packing the things that you need and then you're packing the things that your your child's going to need when you're when you're going home. So you want obviously for your wife and she's going to know all this guys, but we're just telling you this so you know as well and depending on where she's at or how stressed out she is, she may forget some things, so we're telling you so you can uh, you got her back as well. So it's yeah, having a, a comfortable robe, some uh, you know comfortable clothing, uh, you know out that she may want to wear like after she gives birth, uh, toiletries you want to make sure you got the likes of you know shampoo and toothpaste and soap there's typically depending on the type of delivery room and, and hospital room she's going to have there's probably going to be a private bathroom in there and she may want to uh to get cleaned up and have some face wipes some uh, lip balm some extra hair ties just thing all the little knickknacks that she has um for to kind of keep herself uh feeling good you want to make sure that she she has um, and you want to make sure yourself brian that you have the things for yourself too um because you don't want to have to leave to run home to get you know deodorant or toothpaste and stuff which you can probably buy in the hospital gift shop but you know having your own things with you as the guy as the dad is important so that you're available to focus on your partner and wife the day of the delivery and pillows if she has a favorite pillow the pillows at hospitals are notoriously thin as a sheet of paper and are not comfortable and you may ask for several of them if there's a a a specific pillow that she loves or it's a memory phone whatever bring it and if that's going to help her when she's sitting up in bed or it's going to help her sleep you know any of those uh, those comforts from uh, from home that you can bring are definitely things that uh, that you want to consider yeah we try to create a exactly that like a more homey vibe in our room so bringing personal items you know even uh pictures or uh mementos that meant stuff to us that you know or crystals because we're very much into you know more la crystal sort of like spiritual things um music we had is that an la thing is that an uh, LA thing? yeah 
I just thought they came standard in all the rooms in LA. Yeah. I thought every room just had a crystal. <laughs> There's a in big it. No? monolith in the center of each room <laughs> for when the baby comes. But seriously, creating like an environment that you feel comfortable in, you know, in, in your um, hospital room to seem more homey. Uh, so, whatever you can do uh, to make that happen is, is uh, advised. This is one of my, this is a simple thing, but it's one of my biggies, is an extra, extra long phone charging cord where the way the bed is set up they're typically big they're typically high sometimes like on the wall behind the bed uh there's an outlet but if you use the standard charger that comes with your phone that's maybe three feet that's probably not going to cut it so if she wants to be you know while she's waiting in labor and she wants to be on her phone Go on to Amazon and find one with a crazy long you know, length. Find like one of those 10-foot jobs and get a couple of them because we're also where you're at. I mean, the, the, the room that I was at, there was like a little a bench area that would fold out into a bed. And there was an outlet, but it was just at this weird place kind of about four feet off the ground. And it was about four feet from the bed. So with the first kid, I uh, was SOL. With the second kid, I got a couple of these super long phone charging cords, and they were uh, they were uh, game changers for sure. You know, Brian, I'm just thinking when you're trying to create more of an environment that reminds you of home too, perhaps uh, uh, aromatherapy oils can help that sort of relaxation experience and um you know you can turn the lights down in the room to make it more inviting and uh you know adding the music to it like i said before but um that can to help create a more relaxing environment and more homey um, experience uh something that we were told about that we used what well we my wife used it was a peppermint flavored chapstick mm. and it was the uh the kind of the sensation on her lips because their her lips will get really dry because at some point she's not gonna be able to really eat or drink she may be able to get some ice chips but her chit her lips are probably super chapped so if you have one of those at the ready you're going to be a hero but then that the, the smell of the uh, the peppermint is definitely a, a calming smell um so that's uh that's definitely a good thing to have as well hey brian i'm just thinking um, it might be a, a smart thing to do is create like a little thank you note for the staff and for the people that are taking care of you. It's just like a nice way to honor them um, and and tell them, you know, thank you for taking care of the most precious thing in your life and uh, it leaving once it's time to leave uh, the hospital. It's just I know we've we've stayed in contact with some of the nurses because our one of our, our youngest was a preemie. And I have to say, thank God for their talent and, and of course, their, their care because they really are genuinely loving people, you know? So it's just a nice well, little... I'm an asshole then <laughs> because I did not write a thank you note of any sort to anybody at the hospital. Well, you know, I know, but... I did thank them. I did thank them. You don't them, have to do although... a thank you note, but it's an added, you know, it's just like our other episode. What a show we off. Oh, Good on. Lord. Oh my God! What? So I'm a little sensitive. Show off. Um, <laughs> the, I did thank everybody except with my second child. About six hours after my child was born, I got a fever and I got super sick, oh no. and they could not push me out of the hospital fast enough. So I wasn't even there for the 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 last day. My wife was there. I was not there. I was in a hospital, or I'm sorry, I was in a hotel room by myself for the following four days. So my wife came home. Fortunately her mom was able to 
go. We had some relatives that came over. I was zero help with our second Sounds child. Sounds like you planned sick. this one, Brian. I was, oh my God, I was sick as a dog in a hotel room. It was awful. So I did not really get to properly thank them. So yes, make sure that you do that. You make friends with the nurses. They're there to take care of your wife and your child. And you want to make sure that, um, you know, that they are, are, um, are appreciated. A few more things and we're going to get out of here. Uh, we'll get into this in a future episode as far as a playlist, but bring a Bluetooth speaker, uh, being mindful of the volume obviously, because you have other people in rooms that are uh, close by, but having a, uh, you know, your charger ready and a portable Bluetooth speaker and uh, a a playlist at the ready uh, that will help keep her calm as she's waiting to, uh, she's in labor and waiting to uh, have your child. And then also when uh, the baby's born, you may want to have some, some music playing in there. Um, So thanks for the baby. Um, Really quick. You want to have a going home outfit for your kid. Your kid's going to need clothes. So Think that through. Uh, obviously, the car seat, that's a, a no-brainer. That thing should be installed actually a few weeks just in case you're surprised and the baby comes early. That's something that you want to have um, installed early. Hey, Brian, you also, your- when, when you're at the hospital, uh, get a bunch of those blankets that they swaddle your kid in. We took a bunch of those home because those are, like, perfectly sized in the hospital and not to mention free. But, um, you know, they just can come in handy once you come home. And the little beanies that they give you for the baby once it's born. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, yeah, those, are, yeah. those are great. We, we definitely, you know, packed those in their yep. bags. We we didn't we didn't we didn't steal like you. Did. But what we did do is we um we did I'm kidding. So the the beanies this old lady came in and she's like, "Oh, we're part of the blah 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 club and we knit these beanies for all the baby." And it was cute. And so we put it on there and that was great. And those blankets are great by the way. They we we ended up they gave us one and I after the fact said, "Oh, these are great. We should have taken more of them." So, um I wish I would have uh, had the foresight to either ask or to just flat out steal them. <laughs> um so uh, let's see here. Yeah, you want to make sure you have your pediatrician's contact information. Uh, you want to make sure that um, you are you know, you know being mindful of is it super cold uh, when you're having your child and that they're bundled up on the uh, the the way out of the hospital and into the the car. Um, you don't really need to bring diapers or wipes or anything like that. The hospital typically has. Uh, any of the diapers or wipes that you're going to need while you're in the hospital. And they'll, you know, probably give you a few more for the, for the ride home. Um, but as previously mentioned, you want to have a whole stock load of them when, uh, when you get home, cause you are going to go through them like crazy. And then finally for yourself, well, for both of you, really, you want to bring snacks, things that, yeah, there is a probably a cafeteria and there's vending machines, but there's probably things that you are used to eating that, uh, and that your wife is used to eating that is not going to be available at any of those places. So making sure that, you know, that there are things when she is able to eat. I was just going to say, chances um, are she's not going to be eating that much of, you know, if she's in a lot of pain, but you definitely want to keep your energy up. So having snacks, yeah, protein. protein bars, yeah, even protein bars and, and nuts, almonds, things like that. Beef jerky, yeah. that that type of thing. Um, you want to make sure that, um, you know, any sort of, uh, you know, you want any sweets, any candies, any any sorts of things like that. Bottles of water. Uh, we I brought a small, a very small cooler that I had some of this stuff in. Did you bring a barbecue, um, Brian? Yeah, exactly. I had a, a, a hibachi. <laughs> um, so um, you know, and then making sure that you know if you have 
your own phone with you, making sure you have your earbuds, your headphones, mm. you have any books or magazines you may want to read to uh, pass the time. And then if you are going to spend the night at the hospital, making sure that you bring in uh, your own um, you know, pillow or blanket because those, those hospital sheets are not, uh, with the exception of the ones that they wrap the kid in, they're not the softest. Well, and you're going to be uh, sleeping in a chair that reclines most likely, so it's not going to be yeah, the most yeah. comfortable. But, you know, adding to that, bringing things from home, Brian, you know, candles obviously most likely are not allowed because fire in the hospital, but um, right. you can use those uh, uh, lights that are battery operated in candles. You know, like we have little tea lights that light up just to create an environment, you know, and with aromatherapy oils at night just to create relaxing, um, you know, moods and uh, relaxing. You went way above and beyond. I was just like, hey, this room is what it is. You have like, you're bringing in candles, well, yeah. you have crystals, you have a chandelier, <laughs> you have flower Ooh, arrangements. Wow. That's right. <laughs> That's, uh, that was, the, my, I, I totally, uh, I totally slacked on, on, on all of that. Uh, but yes, keep making the environment as calm as possible like we we kept the fluorescent lights off and then there's like some lights that were like at the the top of the bed and then there i think there was a couple of like table lamps we had that on and because we, we just wanted it to be a little bit more a little bit more chill and then um and then the last thing that i'll mention and then i'll shut up and we can get out of here um, unless you have anything more chris is with uh for your wife uh, slippers of some mm. sort because she's she is going to get up and need to walk back and forth between the bathroom and the bed and you know and after the baby comes um, may need to walk a little bit um, and, and use them for yourself uh, have, too at night because if you're not going to be wanting to wear your sneakers you know walking around and stuff uh, you want to get comfortable because it's you know time to bed oh slippers. yeah that's my last point make sure you are wearing comfortable you think your shoes through guys like I bought a brand new pair of Adidas shoes that have, I mean, it's like you're walking on a cloud. You are going to be on your feet a lot. You are going to be pacing around a lot. You're going to be going down to get her after the baby comes something to eat a lot. You're going to need to, you know, if you have family that's coming after the baby's born, going down to the, you know, the waiting room and bringing them back up or what you're going to be doing. You're going to be spending a lot of time on your feet. So make sure you're not wearing like dress shoes or you're storing any old crappy shoes on, but you know, find your most comfortable shoes and make sure that when you have your go bag together with your change of clothes and your toiletries and everything that you have the shoes that you want. Okay. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else, Chris? No, I think on that note, let's head All right. out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. So make sure that uh, you are you are checking in early and making sure that uh, you all are packed and that you have all you need for yourself, your wife, and your babies. Talk to you soon from Dude to Dad. 